Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, captain of the Bloody Hand Mercenary Company. And I fought for law. And, of course, the law won. And I talk to you today with maybe not shackles around my hands, or at least any longer, but as a convicted man. Convicted of a crime that I don't believe I committed. But certainly I have faced the consequences of the actions I have taken. After all, actions have consequences. Another Navari saying is that you cannot betray your enemies. So sit back and allow me to tell you just why I assaulted the Grendel ambassador. For it is a tale of not woes or even particular highs or lows. It's a tale about a nation very much like our own, very much like our own Navarre, beset by barbarians, of imperial citizens, of their homeland robbed from them. And what actions I and all of you can take to fight these barbarians every step of the way. But with all good causes, there is a story behind it. And with all good stories, there is a beginning. So allow us to start there. In case you were not aware, a particular ruckus was caused at the winter equinox most recently passed, where an ambassador, a uh, trader you could say, perhaps a boss seat equivalent from the Grendel, arrived in Anvil. They were escorted by a freeborn bodyguard to the Bourse and to other parts of Anvil with the aim of buying resources from us. I say us as the Empire, not us in particular. Their aim was to buy those precious Bourse resources, weirwood, white granite, and take those back to the Broken Shore. Now, Allow me to spell out for you what that means. It means that a precious resource, already so short in the Empire itself, would become even shorter. It would then be fed to our enemies, used to fortify the castles, fortresses, defences, fleets that they are surely amassing. Even hell even the fortresses that they captured from us, that we built for them and now they occupy. This is a terrible turn of events for us, and something needed to be done about it. Luckily, this was brought to my attention, and we were able to act. On the Friday evening of the most recent summit, I was happily paying my loyal comrades for another season of raiding the mercenary work well done. It's been particularly successful, I must say. A cloaked figure approached me, asked my name and, once confirming it was me, asked to speak in private. 
They then informed me of this Grendel ambassador arriving on the Saturday, of their intentions, of the backstory, you could say, behind this visit, nominally to uh, improve relations with the Grendel, now that we are foreigners and not barbarians. Although I think that slim definition does not serve us well. They're barbarians. They always will be. Anyway, this cloaked figure told me of the untold riches that this particular Grendel would be carrying. A night pouch, you see. A pouch that is magical. It's not a mundane coin purse or anything quite like it, but it allows the storing of precious resources or large amounts of money without simple pickpockets being able to take it off you. There are ways to get into them, but they are not mundane and they are not easy. The cloaked figure charged me with a task to retrieve this night pouch for them and deliver it into their possession. There would be a significant cut, you could say, of whatever riches came from it and would land neatly into my purse and the purse of my comrades. Of course, simple robbery is, well, a dime a dozen, you could say. What made this so special? What made this so special to ban Shattersong? And that tale I've just told you about a nation robbed of its territory, beset by barbarians, that is what inspired me, gave me the ambition to take the property of this Grendel delegation. Fundamentally, it's not even theft. This is stolen wealth from the people of Feroz, and all we're doing is taking it back. After all, we cannot betray our enemies, no matter how close they might be. Anyway, after the cloaked figure handed over a little bit of coin, a down payment you could say to help me hire the most dastardly and courageous crew you'll ever find within Anvil, I said my goodbyes and left to start planning this uh, noble deed. I shall not name names of anyone in this story, lest I give them away. But those of you who helped me, those of you who formed the hit squads, those of you who are my scouts, those of you who simply dealt in information, and not least of all legal services to defend me, we'll get to that later. I thank you. I thank you more than the coin I gave you, but sincerely I thank you. But fundamentally, we achieved our mission. But anyway, I digress. I set off and discover a band of, well, without narrowing it down, warriors. Friends of mine, companions, comrades, and nominally part of my mercenary company. They were happy to help me with the job, but to assault a delegation under armed guard in broad daylight? This is no measly task for fine, nay, ten of us. It was going to take a lot more. And as I walked and stalked my way around the field, approaching those of maybe a less, maybe a less honest inclination, 
You can always tell. I managed to acquire myself 25 dearest comrades. And so, as the heroes of the Empire went through the Sentinel Gate on a Saturday morning and returned a few hours later, our blood was up. We were pumped. We were ready. Armed and armoured and disguised, no less. We set up our positions along the path from the gates of Anvil down towards the, well, the hub, the Senate building and Moorish as well. For you see, this was the route we believed that the embassy would be taking. A few minutes must have felt like hours passed and finally the delegation appeared. The intelligence we had led us to believe that the Freeborn would be guarding them, but this was not the case. Whether that was just a rumour or hearsay, or indeed the uh, delightful information dealers at my behest had tipped off these guards to not attend their duties, might have come through. Regardless, there was the Grendel ambassador themselves and four heavily armed bodyguards. Between the 25 of us, easy. We allowed them to walk down the roads of Anvil until they stopped and entered a discussion with one Esteban, the Imperial Fleet Master. Their position was held just by the Senate building for a few minutes, and as time wore on we got more and more anxious. And then I, crossbow in hand, hood up and mask upon my face, concealing my identity, stepped forward to challenge them. Fixating their attention on myself, ensured that my three other strike squads were unseen, casually pretending to have discussions or see about other business, but all within 10 metres. The fleet master walks up to me and begs, he implores me not to do what I am clearly about to do at this point, a loaded crossbow in hand, the delegation becoming more and more nervous. Bravely, Esteban refuses to step out of the way, and as I warn him, I will go through you, citizen. He says you'll have to do that then. Naturally, I pull the trigger. The bolt flies into his chest and he falls to the floor. Point made. At this point, my squads descend upon these foul Grendel, barely giving them time to draw the swords from their scabbards. They are battered to the floor, bloodied and looted by deft fingers. The whole process is over within 30 seconds. I myself turn to see one of the other freeborn militia members chasing me with a spear. Parrying at once, I turn and flee, tossing my crossbow to the side. This militia officer gives chase, but I am quick as a fox, you see, and easily escaped. The rest of my strike squads succeeded in causing commotion, confusion, yelling and screaming and pretending that some had escaped, changing their descriptions and causing chaos in general. This worked perfectly and uh, as I met once more with my comrades in our pre-agreed meeting spot, maybe five, ten minutes later, again all of us changed into different disguises.
we divvied up the loot. And oh my, what a haul that was. Naturally, we've stolen goods, as some of you might know. We cannot simply attempt to sell them in any old location. They require what is known as fencing. A, uh, a legal trader. A illegal trader, you could say. Now, we divvied up a fine amount of coinage, herbs, lao, ingots of metals, amongst my fellow conspirators. Alas, we did not take the night pouch from the waist of this ambassador. Unfortunate, but, well, almost a success. It's basically a success in my books. We spent the next few hours dodging, weaving and diving away from militia patrols and even got a look at the aftermath of our actions. A large crowd of 100, maybe 200 citizens gathered around this fallen Grendel ambassador. I must stress that we are not murderers. We struck and beat these orcs to the ground, but we did not kill them. We currently have a peace treaty with them, and we understand that killing ambassadors is not the wisest course of action, especially igniting a war that could see those citizens of Faroz further brutalised and our Imperial armies pulled into another front. But giving them a good whack around the back of the head, I think is fair play. The Grendel ambassadors and their bodyguards were covered and were treated by other citizens of the Empire giving them a very mixed opinion of what had gone on and of the deft and shrewd diplomacy of Esteban also recovered from a bolt in his chest they were able to assuade any further well, let's call it further actions from the Grendel who went about their business quickly and then promptly left the field at this point, me and my comrades are ecstatic the job done, escaped, with no casualties, not even one person laying eyes upon us. Quite the success, given we assaulted someone in broad daylight, in the most central and busiest part of Anvil. A damning realisation should a militia officers be aware of this account. And I'm very proud of those comrades, I must say. We all sat around and discussed this plan in, in minute detail. We were all aware of the risks and should we be caught or hell, even defeated by these bodyguards, our lives could be at stake. Each one of these comrades went in, into this heist, knowing that they could lay down their lives. But they believed not just in the prosperity of taking back what was once the Empire's resources, but also striking a blow at the Grendel. Alas, why am I telling you all of this if we got away scot-free? I'm afraid to tell you, citizens, that we did not get away scot-free. You see the, well, perhaps foolish action I took late on a Saturday evening, looking for whites that had escaped onto Anvil Field, led me to the hub, where due to some earlier conversations with an undercover militia officer, I might have been recognised. My crossbow, not the most Navari of weapons, but decorated in such a way that it could be no other nation's tool. 
placed me at the scene, and I matched the description given by one of the witnesses. Admittedly, there were many witnesses with conflicting accounts. Some saw a marcher with a billhook in a red and white tabard. Others saw a Dornish knight with soot-blackened armour. Others still saw a trio of Arushkin wardens in black cloaks. But alas, the description, and I quote here, a bald bastard with a face like a slapped arse was seen running from the scene. And so with that one little nugget of perhaps not even reliable information, these militia officers decided to take me in. Taking me under their arm and sitting me down, I was then subjected to the rigours of the Anvil legal system. And for those of you who haven't been at the mercy of this organisation before, I tell you it is not a quick or pleasant journey. Three, nay four, rigorous questioning sessions, where not only this crime committed against the Grendel was discussed and interrogated, but also other crimes that I was not guilty of, laid upon my feet, simply, well, simply seems like I was a convenient scapegoat for them. At one point, we asked a uh, we asked one of the officers to read out the description of the assailant in another crime, and he said it looked like you. We further inquired and said, well, does that mean tall, short, hair, no hair, green, brown, clothing? And they said, no, it just says you. And there we saw it, the word you written on that paper. We found that particularly funny. Maybe the risk of being executed made us giddy, because laughing at militia officers is not the most wise thing to do. Anyway, at last, my salvation came in the form of two of the best defence lawyers within the whole of Navarre. These were Silk and Jockle. Between them, they weaved the most wonderful, beautiful, expertly crafted clemency plea I have ever seen in my entire life. And despite, and I fully admitted, full guilt and responsibility for this crime, I was only fined a throne and two crowns. In no small part, and thanks to the work of these two lawyers. Anyway, that leads me to the final part of this delightful little tale. For now convicted and having paid the fine up front, there was one more step to take. The dear citizens of Anvil may have seen me shackled at Navari standing on the Sunday morning, and even more saw me on the roads as I walked around the city. A fair few asked me why I was indeed shackled, and I responded with, I've been convicted of a crime I did not commit. Now that is not strictly true, for I did commit it, but in the sense of committing a crime, I don't really agree with. All I did was take action against our enemies, outside of our laws. And as I told the tale I've just told you, to these many innocent citizens, a lot offered to pay my debt. And even a particular citizen from the two feet striding of Navarre paid me a throne in a single coin. 
within the short space of time of maybe half an hour. I had once again collected all of the coinage needed to cover what personal losses I'd taken in paying for my fine. And thus, we reached the end of this tale, where we have struck back against our enemies. My comrades, my brave, brave comrades have been able to be paid, their prosperity guaranteed, their anonymity and safety too. Myself convicted, but not executed. And then finally the kind people, the virtuous citizens of Anvil, covering those financial losses. It truly is a tale that I haven't learned any lessons from. And I might sound immature, but I've always known that striking against our enemies in any way possible is a virtuous and courageous thing to do. That it happened to be against the imperial legal system in this regard changes not the fact that every step we take must be to deny our enemy. And so, this tale, this confession, this ramble, if you will, concludes. And maybe with one final message. I would absolutely do it again. <laughs>